Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and buckle your seatbelts. It's time for your weekly ride along with the Bikes on Mikes. This is Drive By. I'm Mike J, he's Mike Guess, we are the Mikes on Mikes, and this is the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. How the hell's it going, Mike? It's going pretty good, man. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, we kind of took a break. Uh, you know, what happens when someone, you know, a, you know, I shouldn't say someone, but two people that try to do a podcast weekly, uh... Decide maybe we'll take a one week break and then. My fucking sister died. We don't have to explain anything to you people. Well, what, what, what yeah, that and one of the idiots like, who produces what? it tries. Fuck you guys. My sister died. We don't have to explain <laughs> shit to you. Like, that's why we missed a week. Fuck clean off. My sister died three days before Christmas. Eat our fucking ball sacks. We don't have to explain shit to you. That's where the fuck we were at. All 25 of you can kiss my, can kiss me where I poo. Uh, but, you know, I did fuck up the one thing I tried to do to fill in that, uh, you know, part of that time slot. Yeah, don't explain with, uh, yourself to them. Cramming it. Yeah, you know. Editing on Christmas Eve apparently didn't work out too well so for So sorry uh, that we have one. lives and my sister fucking died, guys. Uh, I'm joking, like, it's all in jest, guys. <laughs> but my sister really did die. I'm not making that up, but, like, I am joking about it. Because that's how you crush the demons down. Yeah, my dog died, man. Don't you love my text back to you, though, when you messaged me about that? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> dude, this sucks, my dog died, and you just write back, yeah, I trump you, my sister died. I'm like, wow, alright, well. I said... I said, yeah, my sister died. I see your grief and I raise you. That is exactly what you said. <laughs> At least we can laugh about it, Mike. Uh, when I sent you that text back, were you like, well, fuck, I wish I wouldn't even have texted him about this dog now. That's actually exactly what I thought in my <laughs> mind. It was the exact thought that went through my head. I was like, well. I, ha- you know. I could have texted any other friend right now about this. <laughs> Yep, that's pretty much exactly what I thought. This is the one I picked. (laughs) So, anyway, uh, I had a good holiday. How about you, sir? Yeah, I had a nice haul, man. I had a nice haul. Came out with some decent stuff for the fucking man cave. Oh, yeah, same, 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 same. Hoping that actually comes together. I know you do. Hopefully that comes together. It'll be something to share on the page for sure. That is 100%. Uh, I, I finally um, started rearranging mine, man. Uh, you know how I took everything off the shelves? Uh, uh-huh. This weekend I was sitting in there and I was just like, you know what, man? I'm tired of this. Like, <laughs> So I, re- I did the shelf rearrange that I wanted to do for now. This is just a m- m- momentary. Like, this will last for six months and then I'll be tired of it. But... Yeah, so I got everything moved around. I'm going to start setting things back up this week, I think. There you go. Well, 
We probably should get into some pro wrestling. We missed some time. There's definitely some things that we need to talk about. Um, let's start off with a big thing, especially in your world, Mike, and that is, I don't know, what happened last weekend? Uh, we had two days of freaking Wrestle Kingdom, and it oh, was... Oh, that's right! balls. It's all downhill <laughs> for me for the rest of the year. It's all downhill for me for the rest of the year. Every year from here, really. Except for Dominion. Uh, here lately I've been enjoying Dominion maybe a little bit more because it's a equally quality like matches and it's shorter but it's probably not going to win this year um and it's also downhill for me because my fucking guy did it man yes he did my fucking my fucking guy my one of my three favorite pro wrestlers in the fucking world my favorite guy in new japan i've been preaching uh the leader of los ingobernables de japan my man Tetsuya Naito on this show, uh, since I've been on this show, since we've been talking wrestling on the internet, you yes, and I, you have. I've been talking about Tetsuya Naito, and my dude won maybe the most historic title match in New Japan history, and combined the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight titles. So it is... Naito Tubo? Uh, yeah, I don't even, here's the thing, man, like, I don't even know <laughs> what could happen in any other promotion for the rest of the year that could possibly top this moment for me. Well, that's, Cause this has been like, that's a pretty this, awesome a, a thing. A years long I mean, storyline, like, it's right. been like years they've been doing Naito can't win the big one. Naito can't win the big one. And then he won the biggest one ever. Oh my gosh, man. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing for me in wrestling that can top this. Short of Adam Cole winning the Royal Rumble and then defeating Brock fucking Lesnar for the WWE title, I don't think there's don't. any, anything else. And that would be more just because I'd be like, well, did not see this coming. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about that. Mike. Or, or we could even interject Tommaso Ciampa in that. Cause those two and Naito are my three favorite. Wrestlers still don't the think right you have to worry. I don't think you have to worry about that one, Mike. I don't think that's gonna top your end moment. I don't think any of that's gonna happen. But I still wouldn't be as happy <laughs> for either of those guys as I am for this. Like oh, I, I, I totally. Bro, I'm, I'm like, on board with what you're saying. You've been preaching the Naito gospel for years. Uh, to be fair, you know when you and I first started doing well. Before we started doing this together, like, I knew very little about New Japan. I knew who the Bullet Club was, vaguely, and that was about it. So you've enlightened me on a lot of that. You definitely, you know, filled those blanks in for me. And it's, it's like when you know someone that's really liked, I don't know, that one football team that never really wins the big one, Browns, <laughs> Cowboys, you know, um, and their team finally wins, man, and you're just happy for them because you know they're happy. That's how I feel right now for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, <laughs> it was a big moment for me, man. I really, I was, I don't think I've ever been more happy about watching a wrestling match live. Let me ask you this, because I know clearly we're not just going to sit here and break down two days of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, no, we're just going to hit some first highlights. Time, it was two days. 
Uh, We're going to talk about the big stuff. Was it was it better being set up that way for you? With I thought I, I was going to hate assuming, it. I honest I'm assuming to God. they were shorter, right? They were, I, they shorter, were, they were shorter. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were each about four hours. So it was almost the same time, really. Um, it was just split up over two days. Do you yeah. think that... Do you think WrestleMania would be more digestible if they did that? No, I don't. And no? I'll t- and no, and I'll tell you why. Because if you split Mania up into two nights, so let's say it's going to be a Saturday and Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got SmackDown on Friday. Somewhere in there you have to work in. And I would assume if they went to two nights, a takeover would be done, right? Like, you might as well just mix that and mix it in to the two-night mania, right? The only thing that would change that, I heard suggested, is expand to three hours on USA one night a year and make that a takeover special on cable, which would be effing huge. It would. It really Um, would. Wow. I also heard work something out, expand three hours, and do it on Fox instead of SmackDown, which would also be probably huger. Uh, I, and I like all those ideas. But, I just, you know, go ahead. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think for, like, when it's all said and done, man, like, Wrestle Kingdom, prior to this, right, is a one-day event, right? Right, yeah. WrestleMania is not, man. Like, it's a. It's already. It's not, a week man. Event. It's already a like. Yeah, it's a week long, man. Basically, and like, I just don't think, like, the fatigue of it mm-hmm. would just be, would just be fucking brutal. And on top of that, I'm not sure how the pay per view system for watching Wrestle Kingdom works in New Japan, but I can't imagine you're gonna get a whole lot of people that are gonna tune into both nights. Right. So, I just don't think... I don't think it works for an American promotion like this. It maybe worked for, like, a Ring of Honor. Or AEW, I could see something like that. But AEW's not even... Neither of them are at a level where they could put on an eight-hour event. You know what I mean? So, right. I just don't think for an American promotion it works right now. No, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Part of me thinks, man... It'd be a lot nicer to watch two four-hour events two separate nights than start watching WrestleMania at fucking noon on Sunday and trying to sit through it, you know, for that entire time. I know it doesn't start at noon, but damn, that's what it feels like sometimes. I love most of it. It's just, by like 10 o'clock, you're like, alright, I've been watching this since 5, I'm pretty tired. And I couldn't imagine being in the stadium for that long. It really know? feels like... For mania, like, I get home from church, and I eat lunch, and I change my clothes, <laughs> and WrestleMania is now starting. Yep. And I'm like, yep. and I'm like, dude, I just got home from church. What's happening? Yep. You're not, your rest of your day is planned, and you can't do anything. Yes. Um, <laughs> which not is not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, I just wondered how that felt, uh, Go ahead and go into some of the things, some of your takeaways. 
Uh, the big story is maybe coming out of this weekend with Wrestle Kingdom two nights and possibly even New Year's Day right. anything kind of carried over. Let's start it off with the uh, AEW guys that were there, right? Because a big yeah, let's do that internet plot line going into this was this is going to be the together. start of the AEW yeah. New Japan uh, <sighs> cross promotion. So I should probably really start talking. Stop uh, worrying about that happening for at least a, at least the time being. How about I? How about maybe just make an AEW fucking watchable product? Because I'm having a real hard time coming up with positives for this fucking show every week. Um, yep. And it's only getting worse. <laughs> so let's start it off with uh, John Moxley. Mox the Mox. Uh, he was taking on Lance Archer. For the old uh, IWGP US title. So, yep. of course, uh, you know, it has to be a Texas death match. Because, here's the thing, man. <laughs> I'm starting to think <laughs> that all this dude really wants to do... Roll around a barbed wire? Is just knock the shit out of himself and each other. Uh-huh. Like... I, and I'm not knocking you for leaving WWE. I'm not. I'm not ever going to knock anyone for leaving WWE because I've been at jobs that paid me well that made me fucking unhappy, right? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, You know, I, I feel like maybe we're both living it a little bit right now. Um, <laughs> but... Uh. The, and, like, I, I get... Cody leaving, and I get, I got Moxley's reasoning on, like, the podcast and stuff, but, like, this is your artistic freedom? Like, you're not doing anything that fucking Mick Foley didn't do 25 years ago. You're not doing anything that, like, some no-name fuck is doing right now. And to be fair... And it's it not translate as well the, these days in this day and age. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I, I'm going to agree to disagree because that's the thing. There's a huge audience for it right now. It just isn't for me. And and it used to be. I used to love the Mick Foley death matches. And then I grew up. You know what I mean? Like, are there people who didn't grow out of that? Absolutely. Okay? But... It's also just one of those things where it's a complete niche thing, which is exactly why ECW isn't still around today. And I loved ECW. Let me clarify. Yeah, loved <laughs> with a hard E D at the end. At the end. A hard D on the end. <laughs> um. So. Texas Deathmatch, uh, get this, uh, the caveat, you could only win by 10 counter submission, so oh, well, obviously they extra beat the shit out of each other. Um, <laughs> long story short, uh, Moxley picks up the win, right? So, I, at this point, I'm like, well, this is very telling, you know, Moxley picks up the win, uh, so he's now the IWGP US champion. We'll see what happens with the Jericho match, because... Jericho's promised Tanahashi a AEW title shot should he win. Um, so I, you know, 
the internet was in a fucking flurry at this point at like 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. Like 3 a.m. Saturday morning, everyone was coming in their pants because it was a sure thing now. So, post-match, Moxley challenges Juice Robinson to a match on night two. Whatevs. We'll get to that. Um, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it now, right? Yeah, go for it. Moxley uh, beats Juice Robinson. This, of course, also turns into a hardcore match. Um, uh, of course. Of course. And Mox gets the win. So, again, telling, right? You know, because uh, yeah. we still haven't had Jericho Tanahashi. That's after this in night two, right? Mm-hmm. So, still telling. Mox is holding this belt. Oh, shit. Okay. You know, maybe this is a thing. Um, and, like... Like I've stated, you know, I'm not a fan of this Moxley hardcore shit. But after his he defeated Juice Robinson, Minoru fucking Suzuki's music hits. And the scariest professional wrestler on the face of the fucking <laughs> earth proceeds to walk to the ring and is stripping his tracksuit off so he is ready to go by the time he hits the ring. And he drops moxley we are setting up minoru fucking suzuki versus john moxley and these two guys are going to beat the shit out of each other whenever this match should happen and they even furthered it on new year's dash on monday morning like they mox got it back this shit is going to happen, whether it's February 9th at New Beginning, or if they wait till Dominion, uh, shit is going to happen, and this match is going to be fucking amazing. This is going to be like... uh, epic strong style versus uh, American hardcore, and it is going to be a clashing of styles in the best fucking way. I feel like I saw somewhere that it's the february 9th show but i could be making that uh, no that's out of nowhere. that's uh we'll get to that they announced what was going to be at the february 9th show okay okay um so that i thought that was a huge highlight for me um let's jump to my man naito um naito wins both titles and in the middle of his speech motherfucking kenta attacks him so now we've set up february 9th at new beginning in osaka kenta taking on naito for both titles this was an excellent heel i i know that you're not you you didn't really get to see this guy at his best right Oh, no, not at all. This cat is doing some of the best heel work in pro wrestling right now. I know hey, everybody, let me ask you And this. I know everybody's talking this. like MJF and, you know, all these other people. No, nah, man. Kenta right now is killing it as a heel. Go ahead with your question. Is, is he in better shape? You know, it's like he's somewhat. Somewhat, but like he's in better like, he's still got a little, like, fat, you know, around the midsection, uh-huh. but he he's clearly, like, clearly, like, he's in ring shape. Okay. This is weird because, I mean, I know he dealt with injury after injury, but, like, by the end of his WWE run, he didn't even look like the same guy. Nah, man, he was a mess. <laughs> he's lost a ton of weight, man. He lost a lot of that weight. He's still got a little bit about his stomach, but... Okay. Um, 
But no, nah, I mean, he's in ring shape, and he's he's doing great stuff. He lost the Never Openweight title on night one. Um, but, you know, whatever. People lose titles, and it sets them up for bigger things. I think right. it'd be real foolish to drop the belts from Naito right now, but I love that they're elevating Kenta to a, you know, a main event heel that can plug and play with any of the faces they have. It's... Uh, I'm very excited for this upcoming feud, especially since Kent is part of the Bullet Club. So we're right. going to have a lot of LIJ versus Bullet Club matchups coming up over the next few tours, things like that. They did discuss with Naito how he'd like to defend the titles. He said this one time, he, he said for him preferably, it's the way that New Japan does things. They go on tours. Tour will last, you know, six weeks. He's talking about maybe on night one of the tour defending the IC title and then on the last night defending the heavyweight title. I think that's an interesting way to do things. He said for certain special people, uh, he specified Okada, um, Kota Ibushi, and Jay White, the three other guys that were in the the finals for it, um, that he would... Definitely defend both against any of those guys. Um, and hats off to Kota Ibushi, man. He he didn't win, but the dude has elevated himself to a main event star in this company. So he's got good things going on there. Um, other than that, man, Chris Jericho. Uh, so let's get to that for the AEW talk. We can finish that. Chris Jericho. Uh... Promised Tanahashi the AEW title shot should Tanahashi win, and Tanahashi did not win. So, right, right there, <laughs> it crushed everyone's dreams. Done. End of story. Over and done with. Um, although, you know, I think everybody's familiar now that Jericho did an interview the next day, said everyone kind of needed to put the pride aside. I honestly think he's talking about both companies. I think... That the, uh, he is. I think the elite feel. I don't know. I feel like they. I don't know. I don't know how they feel. It seems to me they felt like maybe they were elevated the company to a new level and should have gotten some kind of well, bonus for it. I'll, new Japan I'll say feels this. dick like dicked over that they left. What else? I'll say this. Uh, my uh, friend of the show. Friend of the Twitter handle, Steven. He also has a podcast called Raw Views. His uh, co-host is the vice president of, uh, oh gosh, Weekly Wrestling News. I probably messed that up. Um, they get in there. I don't want to call them a dirt sheet because they don't run bullshit stories, but they definitely get info. They run it when they know that it's true. Does that make sense? Or it's yeah, a yeah. higher likelihood of being true. Uh, his co-host on their show this week said, was mentioning this and said, listen, it's a lot more complicated than people know. Both sides did some shady shit to each other. And he wants to do like a 15 minute breakdown on everything and timelines on when each person, company did what to kind of tick the screws to the other one. So it'll be interesting to hear because it sounds like there's a lot of, a lot of hurt feelings on both sides. So, I love it, to listen. according to them, it's not going to be a team anytime soon, if ever. Hmm. Yeah, I'd love to love to listen to that. I'd I'd like yeah. to know exactly send, what went down. I'll send you the link when it comes out. So. Okay. Yeah. 
So, other than that, man, um, I definitely recommend checking out the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Hiromu Takahashi defeated Will Ospreay. These guys are both fantastic. I'm a big fan of both of these guys. I'm looking for maybe Ospreay to start moving into some heavyweight stuff moving forward. Uh, he didn't put on that size to keep winning junior titles. Other than that, man, not really much to talk about here because it's just it was just a good all-around show. Um, you know, all matches were solid. Um, Gorillas of Destiny dropped the um, IWGP tag titles. They ended up losing those to Juice Robinson and I've heard uh, David Finley. Finley. Yeah. Yep, David Finley. I've heard. There is strong interest in both God and Will Ospreay from a certain American company not ran by uh, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you'd be stupid and not want. Uh, you would be dumb to not want Will Ospreay on your roster. You really yeah. would. The man um, is amazing. He does great stuff. Whether any of that goes anywhere. Uh, it's always curious when you hear that, and then both of these, this team and this guy, lose their titles. Uh, you know that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just interesting and kind of makes it more interesting when something like that happens. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Did you like how the internet lost its shit when Chris Jericho came out with the AEW title belt? I oh. didn't even know that. He oh did. my god. I didn't hear it. Yeah. I didn't hear anyone say anything. Oh my god, it's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I heard... <laughs> it's funny when you said everyone's dreams was crushed, because I still heard people saying, Oh, New Year's Dash, it's going to be the invasion angle. <laughs> they did too, man. They did, and New Year's Dash ended, and there was no invasion angle, and I was like... <laughs> oh, you stupid <laughs> AEW fanboy fucks. Oh, good times, good times. Mike, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, a little bit about WWE and a little bit about Monday Night Raw from this week and mostly about the biggest, probably, development coming out of Monday Night Raw. Hang tight. We will be right back. Mike, Raw was a pretty damn good show this week. I don't know if you actually had time to sit down and watch the entire thing, but they had a good, a good, what's the word I'm looking for? A good framework to the show. It was uh, arranged in a very good fashion and had good matches. Uh, Andrade versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. Championship was an awesome television match. Um, we had a three-way tag team match for the titles between the Viking Raiders, the OC, and the Street Profits. Uh, just overall, top to bottom, good show. But 
it started off, and this is what I want to talk about, with Brock Lesnar coming to the ring and Paul Heyman announcing that there's nobody that deserves a shot against Brock Lesnar. And to be fair, he's fucking right. That's right. (laughs) So what are we doing? We're going to take this little bit of truth and we're going to turn it into a story. So Brock Lesnar is going to enter the Royal Rumble. He's not just going to enter the Royal Rumble, Mike. He's going to enter it at number one so that anybody that wants their shot at Brock is going to get their shot there because, spoiler alert, according to Paul Heyman, Brock's going to win the Royal Rumble. Mike, I won't tell you how I feel about this because I want to know how you feel about this first. Yo. Uh, you know, man, fuck it, I'm down. Me too. This is a fantastic idea because... Do we want to see a Brock Lesnar championship match where he destroys a guy? No. Or do we want to see a match that allows Brock to face off against multiple people that you would like to see him face off but not destroy and just see what happens? And then you have, I don't know, five to ten storylines you can set up from this? Look, there's so much you can do here, right? First of all, he's coming in at number one, right? Right. So... Like, please believe this dude is, like, within seconds slash minutes tossing the first five motherfuckers out as soon as, like, within minutes. Oh, at least. Like, within, like, 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 there won't be three people in the ring until at least the fifth dude. Yeah, hope, hope that none of your favorites that you'd like to see take that title off of him are the first five guys. First five, (laughs) first five, and it could even go as far as the first ten. War 15. <laughs> no, nah, they're not going to give Roman's record to him, man. Um, oh, that's true. That's true. That's not happening. But it could go as far as 10. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he just shithoused the first 10 guys. Yep. The first guy that comes out and holds him off until a third guy can come out is going to be like Kevin Owens. Yep. Like, it's going to yep. be like a dude that gets a pop like that. Right? A KO, a a KO someone who, yeah, is going to come out, uh, it's going to probably be a face. Yep. So, uh, from there, let's say he gets thrown out. Whoever throws him out, that's your WrestleMania title match, right? You Uh, would think, yeah. You would think, right? You would think. Um, or... Is Raw still defending their title in the Elimination Chamber? I think generally, what, since they started doing these combined wins, uh, we haven't had one yet. Basically, did we have one last year? We did have one. A combined, they just combined this year, didn't they? So we yeah, haven't they had combined a, them. They were they were combined last year. Were they? Um, uh-huh. Yeah, they. Uh, I think what they did. What did they do last year? I can't remember. I think the one, I know the one time the women's match was a title match in the Elimination Chamber. The other was the number one. Last year was when, God, it, wrestling gets cloudy, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I don't know. I, I think the way that they did it before is the Elimination Chamber was whoever, whatever number brand one didn't have that title brand. match was yeah. the number one contender. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, they'll change it however they see fit. Um, I have to look back at but that, but whatever. that person, you figure, gets a shot at Mania. Or, let's say the motherfucker wins it. 
Right. Are we combining titles at Mania now? That's, you know, that's another possibility. I like, don't I think, don't think he's but... winning it. I don't think he's winning it, you know what I mean? But... No. Um, I, I also think kind too of think... negative reaction if he won. By the way, if he does win it, he's combining those titles at Mania. I would think so. He would try to. No, no. What he's the... going to. It's going to be him. That's, like, I, like if that if that's what they go for, you're going to have one champion over both shows, it's going to be Brock Lesnar. You would think, unless it's The Fiend or Daniel Bryan. I don't know. I who's, just don't... Who's, or, who's the hottest sh- face right now, Mike? Shit, you could have The Fiend take Neil the Beast. But who's the hottest Who's the hottest baby face? Who should be right now the face of the company? Answer me that question. And when I say face, I mean baby face, face of the company. Come on. It's right It's right in front of you. It's Daniel Bryan, man. Yeah, I was going to say Daniel Bryan or Roman Reigns. It's Daniel Bryan. It's not Roman Reigns. He's getting there. He's, he's getting the cheers you like know, never before. And I, I love heard, hearing it. I heard an interesting point today that Eric Bischoff made. I was listening to 83 Weeks. And he seemed... Like he was giving WWE a compliment on this. Uh. But he said they've done a wonderful job over the last few years of making WWE the star. And all the wrestlers are side characters. And Mm -hmm. and I kind of thought, you know, that's maybe the problem, right? Right. That's what a lot of people say is that's the problem. There's no stars. You need, There's no stars, man. And they are. Don't get me wrong. If you watch wrestling, these guys are fucking stars, right? Right, yeah. But, but they're not. There's no, like... I don't know. I feel like you always need that guy. And I think that's part of the reason why AEW's struggling right now. Mm-hmm. They don't have that guy. They're trying to make that guy Cody, but the motherfucker loses every week. Give me that guy, man. And, like, Daniel Bryan's that guy, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I totally think so. And, I mean, this whole... This whole battle with The Fiend, the changing back the the look... The re-embracing of the Yes movement, and everyone's just right back in his, you know, on his side, man. It's pretty impressive. Uh, Going back to the whole Brock thing, like, the thing that I like about this is just the possibilities that it sets up. Because, like you said, you would think someone eliminates him, that person should probably get a title shot. Uh, At the same time, you know... You could do so many other things. You could have someone ready to eliminate him, and then someone else comes out and eliminates that person, and now there's a feud there. You know what I mean? Like, because you could do that to, I don't know, set up a NXT title match or North American title match. I mean, there's all this possibility that goes with Brock being in this match and being eliminated, not being eliminated, feuding with a Matt Riddle or a... Uh, a Keith Lee, or feuding with a, I don't know, a Roman Reigns, or a, which I know people would probably boo the shit out of, but you get what I'm saying, a Braun Strowman, a Samoa Joe, a Kevin Owens, there's all these options out there, a Drew McIntyre, who, it looks like they're turning face, and I am 100% behind. Like, hey, if, uh, 
I'd be totally down for Drew McIntyre throwing Brock Lesnar out of the fucking rubber. Oh, you ain't kidding, brother. And uh, going to fucking think, mania. Again, stars. I think Drew McIntyre could be a giant star if They've if got done a whole bunch properly. of guys that could be stars. You know? Yeah. Like, that's the problem, man. If you let half Seth Rollins be a shit fa- shitbag fucking heel, he's going to be a fucking star if you just let him be him. But the yep. problem is, everyone's a fucking micromanage. Daniel Bryan can be a well, huge star. Roman Reigns can be a huge star. Not everyone. Don't get me wrong. I know they're letting some people do their own thing now. But I just feel like... Well, that's what I was going to say. How much of Raw did you see this week, Mike? Uh, almost none. Okay. Come on, man. Um, you know I don't watch WWE. I know. Uh, you should watch some of it, man. Because I'm going to start at some, the Rumble. There's some... There's some different things going on. Uh, Joe, and you know that Joe and KO were working together, right? Yep. Uh, See, that's the little bit I watched. Their backstage stuff didn't seem like typical WWE-style stuff. Uh, The Rey Mysterio Andrade stuff, backstage stuff was really good, uh, done really well. There's a little bit of a different feel to Raw than there has been. You know, within the last couple of weeks, especially this Monday, you could kind of sense it more. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just, you know, if it was just good. So I'm just like, oh, that's why. This is why. Or if maybe, maybe Paul's getting a little more of his fingers into it now that the XFL's creeping closer. And yeah, I don't know. It just felt different, Mike. I'm not. Maybe it's just the mania season creeping up. I don't know. It just felt different. Maybe everyone's just up in their game. But the KO Joe stuff seemed not scripted, uh, which is great. Uh, some of the way that the reporters in the back handled situations seemed more authentic. I don't know, man. It was a good show, and I'm happy with it. For the first time in a long time, I can just be like, yeah, man, Raw was good, and I enjoyed almost all of it. And, I mean, I usually enjoy something from Raw every week, but, like, as a three-hour too long of a show, it was not too long of a show, and it was enjoyable, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, kudos, and hopefully they keep it up. I actually think for the last couple weeks as well, SmackDown has been a pretty solid show. Um, I mean, NXT is still my favorite thing on television when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, probably will always be at this point, but I'm not going to be mad about that because it's, I mean, it's top notch, so it'd be hard to beat it if, you know, if you wanted to, it'd be really hard to beat it. But I just think, I think we're coming into that time of year where stuff usually gets better for this company anyway, and I feel like other things are going the way where maybe if fans actually tune in and give it a chance, let me tell you this, Mike. Here's something that I did recently. I've gotten, or felt like I had gotten, and I we kind of talked about this. I think we talked about it off air. Um, I don't think we talked about it on air. I had started to get really burnt out on everything wrestling for a minute there. Uh, you know, we do this show. I listen to a lot of podcasts because that's all I find myself on at work. That's what I do. Listen to podcasts and majority of them I listen to were pro wrestling, man. And, you know, I run our Twitter. I try to be active on there. Through this holiday season, man, I just, I didn't listen to any wrestling podcasts. 
other than reviewing ours when I find our awesome and my awesome editing skills at the end of the prediction show. <laughs> uh, I didn't listen to any other wrestling podcast, Mike. I didn't. I did less uh, interaction with negative people. I'll say on Twitter. Um, I avoided our fun troll page. We like to attack as trolls. I just avoided it all. Oh, I found a new and one, I, man. I found a new one, and I made a friend. I don't know if you oh. noticed that, but yeah, me and this dude <laughs> trolled this guy together hard. Uh, oh, no, I didn't hard. do that. Didn't yeah, do that. and so it was the guy. It was the guy. You know the guy that just, like, would not stop, like, putting my name in his mouth. So this dude, it's like he was just wanted it. So me and this dude named Joe, we started fucking tag teaming this uh, fucking retard, and uh, if you're offended by that, I'm sorry that you're offended by that, but, like, retards aren't even offended by that, so, like, shut up. Um, yeah, they don't even know what you said. They don't even know what the fuck you said, man, and I know this because, like, I had, like, my best friend in the world, Danny, uh, his cousin is mentally retarded, and he would babysit him, and whenever, like, he would, like... You know, you know, man, we're teenage boys, we say retard, right? His cousin would be over, like, he was, like, a couple years older than us, but Danny would, like, babysitting, and we'd be playing video games. This motherfucker was good as fuck at video games. He'd beat your ass at him, right? And he would whoop your ass and talk shit, and Danny would be like, shut up, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> and the first time he did it, I was like, oh, snap. And then every time after that he did it, I was like, what else? And then one time his mom was like, Danny. Don't say that to him. And he was like, what? He knows he's retarded. Luke, you know you're, like, mentally retarded, right? And he was like, yeah, I'm mentally retarded. I know. And I was like, you know what, man? Fuck it. It's fine. <laughs> like, like, I never said it to the dude. I always liked him, you know? Uh, but, like, fuck it. It's okay. Uh, so, I lost where we were at, man. Ah, uh, you're talking about a trolling that guy. Oh, yeah. Either. So, like, me and this dude, we've made friends trolling this fucking retard. And, uh... <laughs> so, uh, he sent me a friend request, and then we just, like, we got, like, a chat going now, a Facebook chat. Uh... And we, like, he was like, dude, you gotta check out this other group. And so he invited me to this other group, and me and this dude basically just been tag-teaming these two groups as, like, the ultimate, like... We're like the outsiders, man. We're just like showing up and taking over and just trolling the well, look fuck. At you. I have made people quit groups now, man. That retard dude quit the well, group. That's fantastic. He quit that the group. Awesome. Uh, Shad Bird quit the group. Um, I've been blocked by like five people, and I've made like another like three or four quit these groups. It is amazing. I made one dude delete a whole post yesterday. I made another dude delete a whole comment thread today. Uh. I am the best internet wrestling troll I know, I think. <laughs> I like it. I like it, Mike. But, but the point I was getting ready to make is... Oh, yeah, there was a point there. Oh, by the way, <sighs> yeah, you were okay. right. Uh, Moxley and Suzuki has been announced for a new beginning. Okay, there we go. I thought I saw that somewhere, but I, it could have been a fever dream for all I know with the hours You can see it on our page now. Um, I, I, I just... I took a break from all of that activity, man, and I really enjoyed pro wrestling these last couple weeks. It really helped. Uh, it's, a lot of it would just be better if we just, you know, 
didn't have everybody else's uh, like thoughts running through our head. Does that make sense? Everybody else wasn't such total shitbags about wrestling. Right. And like, just enjoying I mean, fair, wrestling. Like, I know that we critique. Like, that's what we do here. Uh, we also try to be positive, And I think we do try to find the positive more than the negative. Look, and man, I, I, as know, much as we bitch about AEW, do I not uh, show up on this bitch with at least three to five positives for them every week? I fucking to. do. Try to. Yep. None of them are about the women's division, but I do it still. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, none of them are. Mike, are we going to do AEW NXT this week? Do you have it in you? I mean, we can, but I've heard it was real bad. I also heard the same, which might make it fun. Um, <laughs> let's do I this. mean, maybe if I got time to watch it. This is us. Running this show completely by the seat of our pants. Are you ready for this, Mike? We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we might talk AEW slash NXT, and we might not. You're just going to have to stay here and find out. Hang tight. We will be right back. had a little break from this, Mike, and something we've been doing since the start of the Wednesday Night Wars is discussing NXT and AEW. Uh, let me get NXT out of the way. It was a good show. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it was a good show. Um, I, if there is any complaint, it would be we have to kind of start from scratch for storylines, but that's not really a complaint because I mean, that's what you do last, you know, the last episode of the year kind of, kind of closed a lot of books, uh, and opened some new ones. And here we go. We're starting up fresh. You know what I mean? We're, we're starting with Balor and Gargano's feud, getting that roll in. Uh, we have, Found a new number one contender for that North American title in a killer main event uh, four-way that just was, I think, personally stole the night for pro wrestling. Possibly the week. We'll see what happens on uh, SmackDown uh, yesterday, as you hear this, but tonight as we record this. Um, So, you know, we'll see. But NXT, there's just not a lot to critique, man. Rhea Ripley is the new women's champion. Shayna was nowhere around the picture, because uh, I really think she's going to win that Women's Royal Rumble. If it's not her, it's Ronda, you know? As as I predicted in predictions last, uh, well, technically last week, but also the week before. Um, I don't know, man. Just for me, like I said, NXT is the best wrestling show on TV in America. Uh now on TV in multiple places, according to the reports with this BT Sports deal they have in the UK. I just think, you know, I know they lost in the ratings this week. Um, Didn't crack the top I, 50. 
Yeah, in the demo. Uh, they had 700, I think, 740, 750K, something like that in the views. Uh, AEW had over 900,000. Uh, AEW had a lot of negative reaction online. We'll get into that, I'm sure. I think it's weird because, you know, eight. NXT had that one unopposed week against AEW with a pre-taped show of matches. Uh, some were taped at Full Sail, some were taped after SmackDown. All kind of looked weird. Uh, decent show. Did over 800,000. And did really well in the demo. And then the following week, AEW on New Year's Day had a you know their first show of the new year. And NXT did an award show, so... You know, they gave their guys and girls off another week, and it was all pre-taped. Just recaps of matches and awards given to superstars, and still pulled a decent number for a show like that against a live wrestling show, but somehow I feel like that hit their momentum a little bit, but I think that'll come back next week, especially if the people who are being negative about Dynamite this week are actually being legit about it. And they'll probably uh, tune in to NXT next week, especially after people positively talked about NXT this week. So, well, I think the Dusty as, Rhodes Classic will add some viewers as well. And I also think, to be fair, this is going to be a weird statement. Because you think people who are fans of AEW probably like tag team wrestling. It's kind of their, one of their main focuses. One of the things that, regardless of how they have a lack of enforcement of the rules is still one of the things they are known for and probably one of the things, I want to say this, they do better than anything else they do. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it later tonight. And, and with the Dusty Classic, it, at first, you know, when you saw the teams announced, like, if, okay, if there's a criticism I can give of NXT, it's that their tag team roster, their tag team division is pretty thin, Right. Yeah. So we're adding some NXT UK guys, which I like, uh, into this classic. I believe they did that last year as well. Uh, we get that random weird team with Riddle and, um, oh, man, it's skipping my mind. Who is he teaming with? He's, Pete Dunne. Yeah. Riddle and Pete Dunne. Uh, and now it's announced, as of this past NXT episode, we're getting a reunited team from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Mike? You want to talk about that for a minute, since you know more than I do? I mean, the Time Splitters are back together. We're talking about a former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Champion. Uh, tag Champions, uh, if you're not familiar with these guys, I recommend YouTubing them, familiarizing yourself. This is some of Kushida's best work outside of the Junior Heavyweight Singles Division. Uh, familiarize yourself on YouTube. These are This is a great team to know. I'm not familiar with Alex Shelley's contract situation exactly. Yeah, um, well, you and I kind of discussed this yeah. off air. Um, I haven't been able to get any more information than the last time we talked, but I, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know if this is a one-off thing. I don't know if this is him signing an NXT contract, which is kind of what I'm hoping, you know? I, I think it'd be good for Kushida, for sure. It definitely put him... You know, Kushida's a... something to do. He's a fantastic wrestler, right? 
Yes. And to be fair, NXT is full of fantastic singles wrestlers. And we all kind of know, whether we want to admit it or not, sometimes the Japanese wrestler doesn't always connect with the American fan. I think that's fair to say, right? Yeah, I, I think in WWE, they have it especially hard time. I, I do too. And I honestly think, you know, the reason I think for that, I don't really think so much in NXT, but I think the reason for that as a whole is just because it's such a, such a wide demo of an audience, if that makes sense. Yeah. That I think it's harder to hit that, that, that major level star. So I think giving him, if they can get this team back together uh, with Alex Shelley, I think that helps to elevate Kushida. And that's something they can do in NXT. And if they ever decide to take the act to Raw or SmackDown, it's something, again, that could elevate both guys. And, you know, if they really like what they see in Kushida, they want to make him a single star at that point in time, he's got more credibility to him and more more popularity to him. So I like the idea. I hope that Shelly is signed with NXT. Uh, time will tell, man. Time will tell. But, yeah, other than that, I, I think it's a fair critique of NXT to say the tag division's thin. It probably, when you see, hey, this week's, you know, pretty heavy on Dusty Classic matches, and you're like, ah, tag teams and NXT, I'm going to go ahead and check out AEW first. I really, really wish we could see the network numbers and the DVR number. I never hear, it's funny, all the talking heads talk about the DVR numbers for AEW, but none of them say shit about NXT's DVR numbers, and I'd like to know that info, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, got anything else you want to add to the NXT discussion, Mike? Um, what they have going on with the Undisputed Era? Um, Roddy, well, the like I said, the four-way contender for North American title. Uh, fantastic match. If you watch one match from NXT, that's the one to watch. It's uh, Keith Lee versus Damian Priest versus Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, <laughs> I just always want to call him uh, Dijak. It's yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Versus uh, Cameron Grimes. No, uh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes is a standout for me, man. They've been doing this slow build push for this dude, and he is really doing well with it. He is impressing me every time I see him on the stage. He's got an interesting character that he plays well, and I just like everything about this dude. Uh, but your winner was Keith Lee, and again, like I said, a fantastic match. A really well-produced and, like, the, the spots were put in there well for a four-way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, nothing, nothing seemed out of place. Everything flowed very well. Each guy delivered everything they needed to. So Keith Lee's your number one contender for the North American title. I He's still a pick for mine. He's still my sleeper pick for the Rumble. Now that this Brock Lesnar wrinkle's in there, I don't necessarily think he's going to win. But... Uh, you know, I did, let me throw this out there, I woke up this morning to a direct message from one of my guys that just said, Cena versus Lesnar or Fiend, question mark.
So there's some information coming out right now, Mike, is all I'm going to say. If you had to pick, I think you picked the same as me, and I'd say Cena versus Lesnar, man. That's what I'm saying, I want, man. I wanted to break I don't want Cena beating The Fiend. I, I don't no. want that at all. No, so, not again. Not again. Just, nope. Uh, so let's, let's do Lesnar. He Lesnar already made Cena look like a bitch at one point in his career. Let's get that back, man. I'm all for it. I'm all for him getting that win back, which includes breaking that seal, baby. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, let's go ahead and roll into AEW, Mike. And I'll say this. It got a lot of negative attention. I did not get to watch the entire episode as a whole. I did watch clips, and I did start to watch the episode. Man, that first match, this is the thing, man. I really like Kenny Omega and Hangman, right? Yeah. I don't know that I like them as a tag team because I think they're both better off as individuals. I don't know why they keep doing this. Like, if this is what they want to do, just officially make them a tag team because it's confusing to me. Uh, okay. That match, let me say this, that match was good, but god damn was it too long for an opening match. Uh, like, it's just too long, and the only problem I had, this is something that they do a lot of, when, let's say the Undisputed Era, or, or uh, Imperium, because man, they had a couple awesome double team spots. When teams, specifically in NXT tag teams, but even main roster, Raw SmackDown shit, when teams are doing double team stuff in the tag team division in WWE, they're doing it to get an advantage. They're doing it to use a you know a double team power move. I watched Private Party put, I can't remember who, I think it was Omega, but it doesn't matter. Put one of them in, like, a camel clutch type move. It was... And then they're, like, leapfrogging over each other, which is doing no extended damage to Omega. It just shows athleticism. He leapfrogged over him, and he comes down with, like, a stomp on the head. Did did they do that, or did I just... Did they miss it, or did I miss it? I'm... Or did it not translate? It didn't translate. Okay. Because I'm just like, okay, that looked kind of cool, but what exactly was the purpose and what did it accomplish? Yeah, it just didn't translate. Okay, okay. Well, then I'll give him a pass on that then. Then the match was fine. It was just too damn long, dude. Because, honestly, it was the opening match, and it wasn't exciting enough for me to be like, oh, this is going to be a great, you know pumped me up for the show, it was actually like, man, I'm exhausted after watching this match, because it just seemed like it was never going to end, and now I just want to go to sleep, which is what I did. It was, <laughs> um, like, it was a pretty good match. The second yeah. half, more so than the first half, which I thought was yes. a bit sloppy, but, uh, the, whoever the guy in Private Party is with the hair is... The dude's got talent. Uh, yes, I agree. Quinn with that. is that his last name? Quinn. I, I, I yeah, sure. Uh, I, he's the Montez Ford of this tag team. Um, yes, yes. The I dude agree with that has team, 100%. so much talent. He's gonna be very good one day. Um, 
This was a really good match, right? This match was 19 minutes long. The second match right after this was 16 minutes long. Like, okay, like, and this is like a consistent thing week in and week out. Like, look, man, at a certain point, 20-minute, like, all-out fucking spot fest cease to become meaning. Like, cease to have meaning. And we're not there yes. yet. We're not there yet. We're not going to be there for a while. But trust me, at a certain point, matches like this will become fucking meaningless and tiresome. Like, you can't have every match be this, like, five-star classic Whoa. spot fest. And here's the thing. You can't you have we're every not there match yet. last longer than ten minutes, man. Yeah. You're... You say we're not there yet, but the fact is we're actually, I mean, we're coming up on it, man. We're talking about because, it. Because, yes, we're talking about it. And as I said, like, I the only negative I had about the match was that it was too long and that I didn't understand that spot, which I'll give them a pass on now that we talked about it. So one negative, it was too long. And it just kind of took me out of the entire show. Like, it wore me out so much. That I didn't, in my work life, have enough energy to watch the entire rest of the show without dozing off. Uh, and it's not because, again, I know I got some negative feedback online, and that's not why. I was just, I was already tired. Does that make sense? Oh, like, yeah. from my life, I was already tired. And, and that match just, like, zapped me where I couldn't keep my eyes open, dude. And I have to squeeze the stuff in to watch it before... You and I talk about it, which is why when it comes to AEW for me, I have to watch clips online before I even watch the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I got what you're saying, man. It's just, it's tiring. That's some other brief sometimes highlights. A nice, sometimes a nice three-minute squash is just a good palate cleanser, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> you're right. That's exactly what it is, too. Um... After this, Rio defeated Chris Statlander for the uh, retained AEW Women's Title. I'll be honest, this might be the best women's match I've watched on AEW. It wasn't can great. I say, yeah, can go I ahead. say something? Uh-huh. So, Omega did this, like, quick, I don't want to say AMA, because it wasn't. It was a Twitter, like, hey, I got some time, ask me questions. Uh, someone asked him... Are you Someone fucking serious about, about this Rio shit? <laughs> something. No one asked him that, but that that should have been the question. Someone asked about. I don't even know what the question was, but the answer was I really like to get some uh, intergender wrestling in AEW, and my thought is like maybe you should make your fucking women on women matches better in the first place. Like get the fuck out of here, and you actually like this is my problem. I goddamn can't believe I'm going to say I agree with Jim Cornette on something. But are you ready for this, Mike? Yeah. Fucking Cornette's been preaching that the reason the women's division in AEW is fucking garbage is because Kenny Olivier, as he calls him, (laughs) has a Japanese schoolgirl fetish and is in love with Rio, and that's why she's the champion. And goddammit, if they haven't killed every potential star they've had to fucking be their champion for Rio. You fucking brought Britt Baker in to be the face of the fucking division. She's a fucking nobody in this division and company right now. And now you did the same fucking thing to Chris Statlander. I'm done with the women in AEW. Yeah, man, it's pretty disappointing that they have people that can legit... 
I mean, Rio just doesn't connect, bro. She doesn't even look like a pro wrestler, man. She doesn't look like she belongs in that ring. I'm not saying that she doesn't... I mean, she has ability. It, it's not my style for... You know what I mean? Like, like the style of... Uh, the style of Japanese wrestling from a... I'm going to say from a Look, woman. Even there's a really lot of different it. styles of Japanese wrestling, right? And this is not the style you... Like Asuka, her style... You know, Kyrie Zane. Like you could even you could compare, even though Kyrie's built more like a woman than Rio is. I you call me a sexist pig. I don't give a shit. It's the truth. Like Kyrie Zane style is a, a way better style. It's different than Oscar, but it's still a style that translates to me way more than whatever the shit Rio is doing. Okay, like it's just not my thing, and she's not. She's not appealing to the masses, Mike. She's not, at all. Oh, not a bit. She's probably what's killing this division the most, but that's neither here nor there. This whole division sucks. Her, Brandy, and Kenny, man. Um, I don't get it. I don't know what they're doing, man. I really don't. Uh, towards the end of the you... match, the, the fucking Nightmare Collective, or whatever they're called, uh... came out. Um... Then Brandy's like, bucket of shit. That's what Chris I'm going to So Chris Statlander and Rio kind of like attack them together. And then, and this is another problem I have with AEW. Uh, then this dude shows up, right? And this fucking, is one of their biggest problems, And Mike. fucking Excalibur starts in with, Oh my god, it's Luther! It's Luther! Uh, it's, and then he's like, it's Japanese deathmatch legend Luther. Like, bro, quit. Just stop this, man. Stop, like, acting like these motherfuckers that, like, weirdo... Like, look, man, like, I'm a huge Japanese wrestling fan, but, like, you're a fucking weirdo if you know about Japanese deathmatch people. Right? Like, I'm sorry, man. Unless it's Cactus Jack or Terry Funk. I'm sorry, man. Like, and don't get me wrong, like, there's some, like, ones you can know about Leatherface. Like, yeah, you know... But, like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, quit having people show up that, like, seven Nobody knows, and you know want everyone about. to think they're yeah. a big deal. And you just keep... And on top of that, uh, let's keep rolling with that, right? Then later in the show, the last people you did this with, the Butcher and the Blade, you jobbed out the fucking DDP. <laughs> like, so What? So what is happening? I don't un like they've got you got to quit doing this, man. You got to quit like, cause all it does is make you just look stupid. Okay, well, screaming about this dude, no one's ever heard of. Cool. So now there's a dude in the Nightmare Collective. Why? Why do they? Why is this something they do? Do they not like? This is what I. You know, I hear everyone say, oh, they clearly listen to the fans, but there's clearly, and they do at times, but there's also things they don't pay attention to, like uh, the women's division, because the fans have been saying, I, online, all I saw was, I can't wait to see this title on Chris Statlander, right? Yeah. Like, that's all you read. Nobody that, like, find me a person that has a, 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 an actual cognitive important thought between their ears. 
that's an AEW fan that is like, Rio's a great woman's champion. You're not going to find it, okay? Let's just say it. It's the point, all right? And, you know, they're stubborn there, and they keep doing this thing where we're going to introduce someone, it's going to be a huge deal if you know who they are, so let's pretend like everyone knows who they are. Reality check, not one fucking person in that building or on watching at home knows who the fuck they are. Just think about how ridiculous it Even our announcers. Even our announcers. Just think about how ridiculous it would have been if, like, when Mortis debuted in WCW. And they were like, Mm -hmm. oh my god, it's Mortis! It's Mortis. And instead, they were like, who is this masked man causing all this chaos? And that's the other thing. This Luther dude, I don't personally think it was like a super creative or cool look. But he's got a different look, right? Mm-hmm. They could have been like, who is this like mystery man out here? But instead, you know, like, they wanted us to give a fuck, man, and, like, I would have just given a fuck more if, like, you would have just made him out to be some kind of mystery character, but instead, like, you're trying to convince me he's a big deal, and, like, as soon as you were, like, Japanese deathmatch legend, and I was like, nope, not a big deal. Yep, what what, what if they had done uh, a who is this, you know, maniac, maybe he would, uh, they wouldn't have said who he is, and then the next few weeks, maybe Brandy could have explained it slowly without even saying it and then we could have got some video packages showing some of his deathmatch clips to explain what a monster he is you know what i mean but they didn't okay go ahead i'm sorry i don't mean to complain Um, (laughs) but there's a whole bunch of other tag team matches blah 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 well (laughs) and hold on let's look at this there was one. There was like four, weren't there? Uh, two, uh, three. There was three tag team matches, and like two singles matches. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's so skewed. Sammy Guevara beat uh Christopher Angles, whatevs, whatevs. Um, and then let's get to Moxley. And Jericho, and obviously... And didn't Dark, or- didn't Dark Order try to get Christopher Daniels to join yeah, him? Yeah, Dark Order tried to get Christopher Daniels to join him. Christopher Daniels was so, like, I'm not putting on that mask. You fuck those dudes. I'm cool on so that. So if, if we're counting, we've now had two groups try to get someone else to join their collective on the same show. Go ahead. Um, oh, <laughs> also, let's not, like, we gotta... We had... So when Christopher Daniels didn't join... The Dark Order, they obviously attacked him, and then SoCal and Censor came down, and the Young Bucks came to help. So, you know, we had to have our weekly, like, run-in. Big, massive, uh, brawl pool big apart. massive, yeah. So, like, you know, we can't have an AEW without that. But, Jericho and Moxley, um... So this was, like, obvious, right? That Moxley wasn't joining. But... Mm-hmm. And I, that was like a major complaint I saw from everyone, but I can't sit here and def, like say when people bitch about WWE things that are standard pro wrestling storylines, I can't like defend WWE and not defend AEW on this. Like this is a pretty standard pro wrestling storyline, you dumb sons of bitches. If you really thought he was joining this group, you've lost your fucking minds. I'll tell you what I liked about this. 
was that Moxley played along like he was joining the group for a good five minutes, right? Mm. But right at the beginning, when he joins them and accepts the invitation, he walks into the camera in the corner, and he winks at it real big. So he lets you, the fan, know right away, Hey, I'm not, I'm not yeah. rolling with this shit, right? Yeah, and I thought right. that was an interesting way to do it. Because as a fan, if you've watched wrestling for any amount of time, you see like the general tropes and you know how it's going to go. And I liked that, that like, even ahead of time, they were like, look, we both know what's going to happen here. I felt like that's oh. what that wink was. It was like a good, like, like, look, man, we all know what's going to happen right here, so let's lay it out. Enjoy what I'm about to do. Well, let me ask you this. Because I haven't seen people talking about that. Are people bringing that up? Um, I've seen it. Just... I've seen it on a couple websites, a couple Facebook pages. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them credit for that. If that's, you know, that's a big deal. That's something great that they did. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if that was something they planned. I don't know if that was something Mox thought of and did himself. But like, if you're, that's a fourth wall bender behind the curtain thing that actually makes sense and works in this situation. You totally know what I mean? works. Because it's like because it's a no breaking kayfabe, but, but it's not a breaking kayfabe. Like, and granted, it does nothing for the audience in the ring. No. Like and that's arena, what made I mean? it better. That's what kind of made it better right. for you watching it on TV. Right. Because you're like, getting the reaction that. that people like are supposed to get. Right? Like, there's that reaction that you're generally trying to get out of a moment like this, where the fans are like, oh, no, fucking, they're starting to change, you sold out. But it was fun for us at home, like, oh, we're in on the joke with John Moxley. Right. No, totally. I like that. I like it a lot. Man, it's weird, because that's a really, like, that's such a tiny detail that's huge. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, the fact that I didn't see this entire segment, so I didn't see that. Uh, and the fact that it's three days past now and I had to hear it from you and I haven't read that anywhere concerns me because this should be something that people should have picked up on and made a damn big deal about because that's, I mean, that changes almost the entire thing for me. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Like, well, that's, that's what it did deal, for me guys. too because I kept seeing all the, oh, it was so predictable, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm watching it, and he winked, and I had to rewind it. I was like, did he just wink at the camera? And so I rewound it, and he he winked at the camera, and I was like, oh, this is next level. Like, this slick, he just brought us in on the joke. He made it like, that is like, you guys are like, 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 we got us an in-joke now, and it's just between me and you people watching at home. That's... That's years of doing BTE actually starting to pay off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the way to do it. I, big props for that. I'm, I'm gonna. I if if I wasn't driving, I'd give him a standing ovation on that one, man. That's good. That's good shit. That's and, good shit, pal. Yeah, it's such good <laughs> shit. And then of course he obviously turned on him. Right. And that I, was AEW. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Week. Um. Question. Was did Puck have Nakazawa in a chokehold for like a month now? 
Yeah, man. At this point, which if you're Michael Nakazawa, are you just not friends with Kenny Omega anymore? Well, because or are you like, about... hey, man, hey, man? It'd be super great if you could just give this dude the singles match he keeps asking what? for. What wasn't wasn't it about like four weeks ago when Pac went back? to the locker room to attack Michael Nakazawa. Oh, yeah. We didn't see anything else. Oh, yeah. And then this week, he's in a chokehold, so it was, like, he had him in a chokehold for a month and just teleported to different arenas, or what? Uh, he's just stalking him. Like, what happened? What, what happened? At this point, if you're Michael Nakazawa, you just stop showing up for work, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, and sometimes, like, stuff like that, like, I've actually heard people talking, I guess they explained that he attacked him the first time on BTE, but, like, you know, we're not supposed to have to watch BTE to make sense of things. So if you actually watch it chronologically just through Dynamite, it appears as though four weeks ago, Pac went back to apparently attack Michael Nakazawa, having Kenny run from the ring and then get attacked by the Lucha Bros. And then we don't see the conclusion of this story until four weeks later... And he's still in a chokehold. That's a long dedication to a chokehold, man. Well, I, props to Nakazawa for not giving up. <laughs> Fair enough. He'll never submit. We'll give him that. <laughs> so, I guess, man, what do you, what are your feelings so far? Like, how do you feel about the record reset that they did? I think it was stupid. Uh, I think it washed away everything they did in the first uh, months of this company. Um, at the same time, maybe it was good for some of these stars because, good God, they weren't booking all of them that great. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know if that was the way to do it this soon. But I guess we'll see how it plays out. But do you think not having... You know, you hear a lot of criticism that WWE has too many pay-per-views, but do you think not having the monthlies in AEW is hurting some of the build of the stories, or do you think it actually works better? I don't have feelings one way or the other. Because I think it's a mixed bag, man. That's exactly where I'm at with. Like, I don't have feelings, I, like, one way or the other on if it's positive or negative. I think it helps and it hurts in its own ways. Just as I think like, a monthly pay-per-view schedule helps and hurts in its own ways. Like, how would you feel, like, because in our eyes, I think we could both agree that Hangman and Kenny Omega are single stars, right? Yeah. But they've had, what, three, four, five tag matches together now? Yeah. How would you feel if for five weeks we saw Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan tag team together? Yeah, it'd be a real pain. Like, so it's just one of those things where it's like, man, like, and then they're beating. I get it, but like, it's they're trying to further this like page leaving the elite story, and that's fine. But they're not even going against like another thrown-together tag team, they're going against legit contenders in a tag yeah. team division. Like, that doesn't work for me, man. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so you're having this team that's not a tag team, and I know WWE does this too, so I'm not believe me. I get it. But when you're consistently, then either say they're a tag team and that's what they're going for now, or don't. You know what I mean? 
Because they clearly have individual storylines. Now, I will say this. If you're doing it because you're going to turn Paige heel at some point and have him just turn on and absolutely shithouse Kenny Omega, I'm all for that. And if that's the long play, then I'm going to eat crow on this, okay? But if it's not, then just stop teaming them together. Like... They don't have. They could be in each other's corner, and I would like it better than seeing them beat regular tag teams on the roster. You know what I mean? Uh huh. But it is what it is. Uh, you got anything else you'd like to say to these fine, fine people? You got to kill one. You got to fuck one. You got to marry one. Give it to me, baby. I'm ready. It's 2020. I'm ready to fuck, marry, kill, baby. Tori Wilson, but she has no legs. Ooh, no, not Tori Wilson. Stacy Keebler, but she has no legs. Oh, come on. You're taking Stacy's legs away from her? Oh, yeah. That's where we're going with this whole thing. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. Now, now I'm kind Tori of Tori Wilson, <laughs> but her face is like that character, the blank, in that movie Dick Tracy. It's just okay. like a yeah, blank I canvas. You. I and, got you. Um, or Trish Stratus, mm-hmm. right? But she's paralyzed from the neck down. Good lord. <sighs> Let's see. I mean, you're still marrying Stacy Keebler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, man, you're putting Trish out of her misery. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. See, man, like, my thinking on it was, uh, you marry Stacy Keebler because it's the most normal out of all of them, right? Totally and, is, right? and I'm pretty sure a legless chick like that's gonna get me off in a weird. Um, oh yeah, totally. Two, uh, yeah, you're obviously fucking faceless, Tori Wilson, because like I just said earlier, it's gonna get me off in a weird way. And everything else is normal, so everything hey. else is normal. Everything else is normal. And she just doesn't have a face, and that's super weird. But also, I turn the lights off. I can well, no, let's leave the lights on. I'm fucked up. Put a blanket um, over her head. No, nah, man. I'm going to look in that fucking faceless Canvas. head. I'm going to look right at it, dude. It's weird, and I'm going to get off on it. Literally and metaphorically. And figuratively. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, obviously, you're killing Trish. Like, that doesn't do anything for me. Like, I've described a couple weird fetishes here uh, that I wasn't really, like, didn't really know. One of them, I was aware I had. Uh, the other one, I wasn't aware I had until I started talking about it. Um, <laughs> this weirdness does nothing for my penis in any way. No. And you just feel bad for a legend, right? It makes my penis sad. And I don't want my penis to be sad. Nobody wants that, Mike. Nobody wants that at all. Guys... I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We'll catch you next time. That's beautiful. We love you. Have a great week. New episodes of Drive-By drop every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. Subscribe and make sure you never miss a single one. And keep the conversation going on Facebook at Drive-By Pod. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This has been a presentation of the Near Fall Network.